0: Ray Brown's Talking Birds.
1: Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com.
2: By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at VortexOptics.com.
1: And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com
0: And Beauty Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com
1: Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to our show, number 955. Starting off with two sets of numbers. One is cause for celebration and amazement. The other, sadness and dismay. According to the migration tracking platform BirdCast, the night of October 6th marked the first time since their measurements began that more than one billion birds were migrating through the skies of North America. Their map showed the most intense flight levels through the Mississippi flyway from Michigan and surrounding states and down through Mississippi, Alabama, and Louisiana. With the total actually reaching 1.2 billion birds that one night. Wow. Meanwhile, considering all the birds we've lost, especially over the last few decades, we can't afford to lose 1,000 in one night in one place. But that's exactly what happened on the 5th of October when at least 1,000 birds were killed by crashing into a single building, apparently, in Chicago. Volunteers found the birds... Involved in the fatal crashes within one and a half miles of McCormick Place, the largest convention center in North America, which is largely covered with glass. According to BirdCast, the cause appears to be a combination of high-intensity migration, adverse weather conditions for flying, and light and glass, a deadly mixture. And the folks at BirdCast continue to urge all businesses, building owners, and private residences as well as operators of any illuminated structures to heed lights-out warnings for non-essential lights to be turned off during migration season. Chicago, by the way, does participate in the Lights Out program designed to avoid tragic results like this. Not sure whether the building in question was following the protocols, but that seems unlikely. We're planning to have a Lights Out program guest here on the show sometime soon. We have an audio postcard this morning from a somewhat unusual setting as we're about to hear in this report from our friend Linda Schwartz, a.k.a. Muffy, conducting a little interview a ways south of her Baltimore stopping grounds. Hey, Muffy.
2: Hey Ray and fellow burgers, this is Linda and I'm in Banner Elk, North Carolina. Um, I'm actually in an ice cream shop, but I'm talking to a senior from Lee's McRae College and she's majoring in. I'm majoring in wildlife biology with a specialization in wildlife rehabilitation. Okay.
1: Um, And by the way, your name is? My name is Hannah. Hannah. Okay. Hi, Hannah.
2: Um, Tell us a little bit about what you're planning to do when you graduate. Um, Well, whenever I graduate, I would love to be a small mammal zookeeper Mm -hmm. um, with, like, bats or um, anything like that. I really love fruit bats, though. They're probably my favorite. My favorite. Okay. All right. And can you tell us any of the experiences that you've had so far in school to prepare you? Yeah, yeah. So I work at the May Wildlife Rehabilitation Center, which is part of the Wildlife Rehabilitation Program, um, where we take all kinds of injured and orphaned wildlife, and we rehabilitate them and then release them.
0: Okay. Well, wonderful. Okay. All right. So listen, we are wishing you the absolute best, okay? And Thank you. Ice cream was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and this is Muffy signing
1: off. Thank you very much, Muffy, for that excellent interview and that audio postcard. Please send us a postcard if you're looking at birds in your backyard or any place else. Just make a little recording on your smartphone. Send the file to Ray at talkin'birds.com so we can put it on the air. That address again is Ray. At talkingbirds.com. A quick preview here of our Mystery Bird contest, the actual conducting of which will be a bit later on in the show. Our Mystery Bird is a medium sized predator with a stout body and broad wings, a rounded medium length tail, a dark chest band, and a white face. It's a bird of the American West, which migrates in huge numbers in the fall to South America. And it was a recent focus. You're on Talking Birds as a featured feathered friend. So maybe you heard it from that. That's our bird, and the prizes are fabulous. From Brome Bird Care, a mega 600 feeder with an extra large tube that holds nearly two and a half pounds of seed as lots of other attributes we'll describe. And from birds and beans, makers of our favorite coffee, a big bag of their delicious bird-friendly shade-grown coffee. And kind of timely, if we have time on our mystery bird contest, we'll do a bonus question and attempt to give away a feather-friendly bird window collision kit on our mystery bird contest this morning. Conservation saluted the week, this time to a famous person, Sir Richard Branson. The British business magnate and commercial astronaut who has established a coalition called Planetary Guardians, aiming to help combat climate change. And the coalition includes 14 world leaders as they try to push the world into addressing issues involving rainforest health, disappearing species and more. So we salute you, Sir Richard. And we salute some Talking Birds ambassadors. They're folks who are Talking Birds listeners who have stepped up to help us spread the word about our show and what we're trying to do, and that is to spread the word about birds, the wonder of birds and the importance of conservation. Thank you to Janice S. from Pembroke, Massachusetts, right down the road from us here. Thank you, Janice, for becoming an ambassador and for those kind thoughts about the show that you sent us. And thanks to Bob Evans from Reno, Nevada. Bob says he'll be posting cards on the bulletin board at his local library. That sounds like a pretty cool idea. And here's another Talking Birds ambassador, a long-term ambassador, explaining why he thinks it's a good thing to be one.
0: This is Dave West from Normal, Illinois. I'm always looking for ways to promote the conservation of birds, and this show is an ideal way to do that. I encourage others to become Talking Birds ambassadors because I think any time that you can increase the awareness of our birds and wildlife, it's a good thing. Talkin' Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talking Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, click on the contact button, and then choose the Become an Ambassador option at TalkinBirds.com. And thanks.
1: Easy to become an ambassador there at com under that Get Involved button. Still to come today, we'll talk with a brilliant musician and birder, who may have broken a certain kind of bird-related record. Also today, Mike O'Connor will join us for Let's Ask Mike Live, in which we'll talk about winter finches from up north heading down south. And up next, today's featured Feathered friend segment focuses on two birds, also from up north, that are definitely not finches Well, on today's show, it's two, two, two geese in one. One featured feathered friend segment, that is. Two geese species from the far north have been in the news recently. The pink-footed goose. And the tundra bean goose. The pink-footed is a medium-sized goose with a stubby, partly pink bill, dark brown plumage on the head, lighter brown on the neck and breast, with blue-gray to brown upper parts. Its legs and feet are bubblegum pink. This bird, which breeds in Iceland, Svalbard, and Greenland, was once rarely seen in the U.S. and Canada, but since the early 2000s, Sightings have been reported with increasing frequency in Newfoundland and Labrador and down the Atlantic coast as far as Virginia. Just this past week, there were several sightings of a pink-footed goose in western Massachusetts. The closely related and similar-sized tundra bean goose is dark brown above and lighter brown below. Its bill is black at the base and tip with an orange band across the middle. The legs and feet are bright orange. This goose breeds in northern Siberia and winters farther south in Asia. It caused a stir this summer when an individual showed up in Antelope Valley, California. That particular individual has needed some professional rehab help. And our friend and Talking Birds ambassador, Eliz Linzer, is headed to California to start the rehab process for that bird. The tundra bean goose, answer Sarah Rostris, and the pink footed goose, answer Brachyrhynchus. Two geese in one featured feathered friend segment here on Talking Birds. Welcome again to our show number 955. Well, virtuoso guitarist and birder Ewan Dobson is originally from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, currently residing in New Brunswick. He started his musical career by winning the 2009 Canadian Fingerstyle Guitar Competition. As of early-mid 2023, he has released a total of 18 albums and produced a YouTube video that has drawn more than 32 million hits to date. He's toured Europe, Canada, the U.S., and China multiple times. All right, now comes the bird part. These days, he resides close to the woods, still creating music, but also feeding a wide variety of wild bird species by hand, maybe a record number of species—26 in all—and he joins us to talk about that and how he wants to combine birds and music. Good morning, Ewan. Hello there. Wonderful to have. Oh, wait a second. We have to. Uh, we have to do a little technical thing here. I'm so good at this technical stuff. It's quite amazing. Anyway, I know you said hello, and uh, we we heard you there uh, in, the background, <laughs> in the background, I think. Let me start off by asking you what uh, led you to try uh, this hand-feeding of birds idea.
2: Yeah, so the hand-feeding began, I guess it was my dad. He's a very um, avid birder, mm-hmm. very knowledgeable, and when I was young, he took me to this um, conservation area in Whitby, Ontario, called Lindy Shores, mm-hmm. also known as Cranberry Marsh, and Um, I guess the people that visit there have been feeding birds by hand for some time and they're quite, quite tame and so a lot of people go there, they bring their family and friends Mm -hmm. to feed birds by hand. So that's where I first saw it for the first time. And then later on, when I actually ended up in New Brunswick, I thought, well, maybe I could try that here. But that's where it began, actually, when I was young, trying. And it was, you know, chickadees and red-breasted nuthatches and, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, um, downy woodpeckers were the Mm -hmm. original birds um, at that conservation area. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, through your website, you have a remarkable video. Uh, We're going to put that on our website, by the way, and Facebook page later, showing 26 birds being fed by hand and I'm sure we can assume that that is your hand, sometimes uncovered, sometimes wearing a mitten, sometimes wearing a heavy winter glove. Um, what well, can you tell us about how you drew so many species in, including many that are generally quite wary?
2: I think that was just, uh, it started off actually with, uh, it was in October of 2018, um so in the summer of 2018 i fed a a ruby-throated hummingbird by hand and then in october it was chickadees and then it was nuthatches and goldfinches and i thought well let's just see where this goes and then i learned just how to basically stand still in uh, certain hours of the day like the morning for example the best time to feed a bird by hand at least where i am is during the first wave of their feeding Mm -hmm. when they kind of you know get up and go, go looking for food and so i kind of figured out just by doing it every day what times work best and then i learned that the best way to get a rare bird is to trigger it through is to entice it through having it see another bird feed from your hand so you, what you want to do is you want to get the usual birds that are known for feeding from the hand like chickadees and then hope that another bird sees that and then imitates that behavior
1: follow the leader those chickadees are, are often very helpful in, uh, in in that process i think well tell us about some of the species that we might be especially surprised to see coming to your hand in that video I think the ones that I was surprised
2: by, like Evening Grosbeaks, for example, oh. I didn't actually, they're quite um, timid and uh, skittish, so they were a surprise to me, as well as one of them was a Scarlet Tanator, hmm. that was out of the ordinary, just out of the blue. Some people couldn't even believe that it had happened, I thought it was very bizarre. Um, and what else? Uh, a Dark-Eyed Junko, they're, they're, they're difficult to get, and as hmm. well, a, a Yellow-Rumped Warbler, that was among the most difficult and it took me weeks of standing in the same spot three to four or five hours a day to get that. So yeah, the the yellow rumped warbler was a
1: rare one to get. Wow. Any that surprised you in terms of their behavior other than just showing up? Some of them were quite friendly in ways that
2: I never imagined. Like a pine grosbeak, for example, um, very friendly very pleasant bird to interact with the tones that they emit and everything when you have a whole bunch of them around it's a it's a very pleasant experience
1: uh-huh well here's something cool you have a book on hand feeding birds uh, uh connected through your youtube channel if i'm not mistaken tell us about that if you would
2: yeah, so in the video description of any video that I have on my channel involving hand feeding of birds, you can find the link to that. It's in the video description, and um, it's called "Bird Wild Birds." I've known uh, twenty eighteen to twenty twenty two, I believe it was. That's the the going title. It's ten bucks, and it's um, it's
1: oh, a little freeze up going on there. It's not even that cold up there in New Brunswick yet, but. Uh... We, we've uh, Our guest is frozen for the moment. We'll see if we can uh, get, get him going again. I don't know how we would do that. I guess we just have to wait and see, right? That's, uh, I think we're good. Oh. We're good now. Oh, you're back. Okay, yeah, great. <laughs> uh, so you were talking about the book uh, found through your YouTube channel?
2: Yeah, no. It's in the my, the the link to purchase my book is in the video description of all of my YouTube uh, birding videos.
1: All right, some uh, some folks will talk about you know. Well, this could go for feeding birds in general, maybe, but um, would say uh, is feeding hand uh, hand feeding birds is that making pets out of them or is that disrupting them in some some way? What do you say about that? Well, this this is the <clears throat> there's there's an argument I guess
2: regarding um, human beings' involvement in nature, and so mm-hmm. you could look at that spectrum of arguments. On one hand, if you go to the extreme, it's you know human beings can do with nature whatever they please, and on the other hand, it's don't touch nature because you'll disturb its purity, mm-hmm. and we human beings are a virus on the planet, and so those are the two extremes, and then in between there you have varying viewpoints. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that if you um, Feed birds by hand; they'll get comfortable with people and maybe become dependent on them. Or what could happen is someone who's nefarious, you know, might take advantage of that trust that mm-hmm. birds have given to people. Um, I mean, what I found is that it's it's actually been it's actually brought brought a lot of joy to my life mm-hmm. and to other people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's been inspiring, so it's had mm-hmm. a good effect. And as for um, gaining their trust and having a nefarious person take advantage of that trust. I mean, well, these are just the risks of life. For Mm -hmm. example, if I help someone at the side of the road change their tire and then they think, hey, there's good people in the world. And then 10 years down the road, uh, a serial killer helps them change their tire. Well, then, you know, should we never help anyone because they might gain trust and then Mm -hmm. you know be taken advantage of? (laughs)
1: George, we only have a—I'm sorry. George is our engineer this morning. Sorry about that. Ewan, just a minute left here, but you you are interested in performing at bird festivals and conventions, which sounds like it would be fantastic with your musical skills and your bird skills as well. Um, Tell us a bit about that and give a pitch to uh, folks maybe running festivals who might want to get in touch with you.
2: Yeah, well, my idea was basically um, maybe I could— give guitar recitals at mm-hmm. uh you know classical guitar fingerstyle instrumental guitar recitals at burning festivals and maybe if they wanted to give a short talk or just talk to people about the hand-feeding um pursuit that i've that i've done and um that might be the place, to as opposed to, you know, music festivals, which is where most musicians would flock. Maybe I could, uh, you know, try something a bit different and play at Burning festivals. So if they were interested, they could go to my website, com or look me up on YouTube. Um, I have a, um, a channel over there, and they can contact me through my website or ewandobson at yahoo.ca.
1: All right, that's com, and Ewan is E-W-A-N. EwanDobson.com. We are just about out of time, but we have time for a little bit of music. I see that you have a guitar right there with you by chance and uh, maybe you could kind of play us out, uh, Ewan, with, uh, with with a little piece here.
2: All right, this is a, um, a 45 to 50 second clip of a song called A Lovely Light. <laughs>
1: Lovely, lovely indeed, played and composed by Ewan Dobson. Do check out that website, EwanDobson.com, E-W-A-N is Ewan. Ewan, thank you so much for being on the show with us, and uh, good luck with all your musical and avian endeavors. Thank you very much. Ewan Dobson here on Talking Birds, and up next it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The Flutter of a Tail Feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit VortexOptics.com. There we are. We're all here. The bird is here, and we're here when we're all together, and it's our mystery bird contest. Our mystery bird is a medium-sized, I don't know, we shouldn't say medium-sized, this is a This is a big bird, but medium-sized among its fellow predators in the beautio category, with a stout body and broad wings, a rounded medium-length tail, a dark chest band, and a white face. It's a bird of the American West, which migrates in huge numbers in the fall to South America. If you've been listening lately, you might know it was a recent focus here on Talking Birds as a featured feathered friend. That's our bird, and we have a beautiful array of prizes here including from Broome Bird Care, a mega 600-feeder with an extra-large tube that holds nearly 2.5 pounds of seed. It's easy to clean and chew-proof and includes the uh, the Broome Seed Ventilation System to keep the seed cool and dry and comes with the Broome Lifetime Care Warranty. And delicious coffee from Birds and Beans, their delicious bird-friendly shade-grown coffee, It's our favorite coffee, and we are certain that you will love it, too. And those are some beautiful prizes and possibly a feather-friendly window collision kit included if we get to our bonus question. The key is to call us as soon as you possibly can at 781-837-4900 so that we'll have time for our contest. 781-837-4900 is the number. Meanwhile, let's ask Mike live with Mike O'Connor in just one minute.
2: What's one of your favorite memories?
1: Hmm, let's see. Well, there was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. I mean, when you're sitting on the beach, it's so peaceful and you sort of forget there's a whole other world under there just full of all kinds of life. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. They kind of reminded me of tropical birds. They were so bright and colorful, just darting all over the place like birds in the sky. I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget.
2: Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org.
1: Mike O'Connor is out there and he has his finger lifted to see the winds coming down. And well, I don't know if they're coming down from the north or not, but that would help. We're looking for winter finches. Good morning, Mike. Oh, my God. Can, can we just uh, I shut up and let that
0: guy play more guitar? That was amazing. <laughs>
1: Holy smoke, that was good. He is that just, yeah, he's quite amazing, Ewan Dobson. yeah, he, oh, he, he has a lot of stuff on his website, other uh, performances and, and his YouTube channel. And, you know, and listening to him is phenomenal, but watching him play, you know, kind of adds another layer to it. Just uh, pretty uh, pretty incredible yeah, to see. Yeah. And he's pretty good with those birds, uh, hand-feeding those birds. Uh, <laughs> 26 <laughs> all right,
0: species. We're going to talk about what we all wait for this year. For the last 25 years, there's been something called the Finch Forecast, yeah. where biologists in Canada look at the sea crop and they wonder if the birds will stay in Canada or migrate further south to southern Canada and to the United States. And this was done by a gentleman called Ron Pittaway for years, and he retired and the sad news is he just passed away last month, sure. so in August, so mm-hmm. that's but uh Tyler Hoare has taken up the baton and he's doing it now and um he's telling us that uh that it's not expected to be a good crop of birds coming down in the east. it seems like the winter part- the winter. Of this year's uh, Canadian birds, or northern finches, will be the uh, the central part of the country, mm-hmm. Midwest, and the central part of the states where they didn't have such a good crop of of uh, pine tree pine cones and alder and berries and things like that. So the birds to look out for in that part of the world would be uh, white-winged crossbills, maybe a few pine grosbeaks. Uh, some purple finches, not to be confused with the ubiquitous house finches, but yeah. purple finches, be mm-hmm. coming down. We won't be seeing many of those in the east, but it seems like everybody, according to Tyler, will be seeing pine siskins. Pine siskin is a bird that I personally like because it eats a lot of bird seed. It goes for thistle slash niger seed, also eats sunflower seeds, and it's they're already on the move by the like there was a flight of 12,000 the other day and certain key points they measure and they're on their way so people who have feeders should pay attention because they often get mixed up with kind of a wintering looking goldfinch but they're a lot streakier they have a little yellow and they fight like the dickens with each other so pay attention to that so that would be the bird to look for maybe some white wing crossbills to look for and if you're not familiar with those birds pay attention it seemed like the fires that everybody worried about Um, didn't hurt the birds in terms of the food supply because most of the areas that were burnt out really didn't have uh, a good food supply anyways. Mm -hmm. So that didn't affect it, but it's just kind of a cyclical thing. And the last thing I want to talk about is uh, snowy owls. Yeah, doesn't seem like the snowy owls are on their way this year, so Mm -hmm. that's the word I'm getting. Nobody's talking about that, so maybe we won't have a snowy Mm -hmm. owl season this year. So, But I would say pine syscum is the bird to look for, and uh, Rest in peace, Ron Pitaway. Yeah. Thanks for all
1: the but, years. But, but how do they like being called winter finches? Because they're year, they're finches all year round, aren't they? I mean, they're not just finches in the winter. <laughs> well the never mind. That's, no, they're no, not, because we don't see so them. They
0: don't okay. exist if we don't see
1: them. That wasn't a good question. Never mind. Okay, Mike, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk next week. <laughs> okay. All right. Mind. Mike O'Connor, the famous Birdwatcher's General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. We're returning now to the Birdwatcher's... Um, I mean the Mystery Bird Contest. I think that's what I mean. There's the bird. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. We don't have a heck of a lot of time, but we have a caller from an, uh, Caroline. We have Caroline. We had Christian from Mexico. What happened? We lost, well, I'm here. But Caroline is here saving the day for us. Uh, Well, Christian, please call us back. We haven't never had a caller from Mexico before, I don't think. So call us back uh, next week. Caroline, uh, what do you say about our mystery bird?
0: I think it's the bald eagle.
1: The bald eagle. That's a reasonable guess for sure. But according to our records here, not exactly correct. That's certainly a top-quality guess. So sad. So sad and so close. Thank you, Caroline. And by the way, uh, if uh, our listener from last week who won our contest, Kathy, I'm down in Truro, Massachusetts. Kathy, if you're listening, give us a call because we lost track of you last week after you won the contest via a drawing. That is it for our show this week. Thank you so much for being with us, and special thanks to Jesse Wilkins and today's producing engineer George Yazbek. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week.
2: The bird show. I like that. I love-
1: Ray Brown's Talkin' Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers Watchers General Store. Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com.
2: By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com.
0: And Beauty Books. An independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com.